Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 8th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio using the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And man, have we got an award-winning show for you today. But first, a quick recap of yesterday's broadcast. Oh, man, it was incredible. First hour, Brighty on TV, the Sheriff Mac show, simulcast with Liberty Roundtable Live. It was myself, the good Sheriff Richard Mack. And then we had another guest on, Macon County, Illinois, Sheriff. His name is Jim Root, doing a phenomenal job. We talked about integrity, leadership, and accountability. Jim Root for Sheriff.com is his website. Well, the reason we tell you about him is he's one of the hero sheriffs telling Governor Pritzker, no way. Not on my watch. Not in my county. Not happening. They are rejecting the gun control belligerence of the governor. And I went so far as to say the governor is a criminal and should be arrested. He swore an oath to the supreme law of the land. Now he's intentionally undermining it. And I brought up this reality check. You know, when they do that, when they intentionally undermine a law they were sworn to uphold. At some point, folks, you get into a treasonous territory. Because if you're not going to uphold the supreme law of the land, you're going to create laws and Try to use your position against it and try to spend your time saying we'll arrest law enforcement personnel that don't go along and everything else. You've now declared war on the supreme law of our land. And you've declared war on the rights of the people. And uh, so I brought that up and said, look, these people are criminals and need to be arrested. It needs to stop. All right. We talked about that. We also talked about Jimmy Kimball tried to humiliate Mike Lindell on TV and it backfired spectacularly. They tried to put Mike Lindell in an arcade machine uh, to make him look like a fool and a clown. And boy, howdy, did he turn the tables on, whacked out Kimmel. I mean, it was incredible. Uh, bottom line is uh, Mike Lindell got out some incredible news. Got out the point that, you know what? No judges have looked at these election campaign fraud claims. And therefore, you can't say that the information is not credible or bogus. Nobody looked at it. Mike Lindell got that point out. Uh, he tried to say, you know, why do people take you? Um, why don't people take you seriously? Well, because I'm in a clown machine. You did this on purpose to try to make fun of me. But you know what? As kids, we always wondered if those things were rigged too, and we had to pay a couple of bucks to do this or that. And man, you never won, and you wondered if it was rigged. We're still wondering that today. The only difference, the only difference is, back then when you wondered if it was rigged, you didn't get arrested or go to jail or anything like that or get sued, right? Anyway, Mike Lindell making some incredible points. He promoted my pillow uh, on there. He mocked Jimmy Kimmel till the cows came home. Then Jimmy Kimmel brought up that Mike Lindell lost the Republican National uh, Committee chair uh, vote. Uh, and the polls were saying Mike was going to win, but he lost big. He only got four votes. So then Jimmy tried to turn that around and say, you're just a loser no matter what, right? And Mike Lindell's response was perfect. No, I'm not a loser. Um, how come if the polls showed me on top of you that the polls are right? Or they're wrong. If they're wrong, you got fraudulent polls. If they're right, well, then the question becomes, how come the RNC 
electorates did not obey the will of the people on this thing. Otherwise, I would have won. So then he went to and said, well, do you think this election was rigged? Mike says, no, I don't. Why? Well, because they used paper ballots and they counted them by hand. And I believe it's accurate. <laughs> so uh, bottom line is Mike had a great time uh, on their live. And, and when Mike made these points, he came across incredibly credible. He took it in good humor. Uh, and the whole exercise by whacked out Kimmel backfired. It was incredible. We then talked about officials in New Jersey have now announced a formal investigation into the general election results in Monmouth County. A statement from Attorney General Matthew Platkin confirmed a full investigation is warranted based on the evidence at hand. So, hey, Jimmy, if you say Mike Lindell has no evidence, what about that one, sir? Yeah. Second hour of the broadcast, we had on Sidney Powell, federal appellate attorney, author of License to Lie and More, sydneypowell.com to learn more about what she's doing, defendtherepublic.org. And we talked about the CSPOA solutions for rebuilding trust in the United States elections. Uh, it's a document that I've got done. It should be out and available to the public here in a couple of days, but it's finished now. It's 10 key points to address election integrity problems uh, in America. Anyway, that's the recap of yesterday's show. Still available, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, all your favorite social media, media channels, and more. All right, without further ado, we have an incredible roundtable today. Four people, myself and our dear friend Lance Miliacho, host of the Big MIG podcast. Uh, it's a video cast as well, powered by Truth, thebigmig.com. Uh, and their claim to fame is the tip of the spear. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Welcome to the broadcast, Lance. Hey, Sam. Thanks for having me on again. As always, excited to be here. I, I love the recap. I got to tell you, uh, Mike Lindell, uh, the, the, the funny thing, I think often people just underestimate him. I've been on the phone with Amen. him you know, numerous times. He is a very intelligent guy. He's a very sophisticated business person. Regardless, they try to use his past and they try to do this and that. But the truth of the matter is he's, he's damn near a savant with numbers. Did you know that? Have you ever watched him work yes. numbers in his head? Yes. He's very good. He's very smart. He's very intelligent. And I'm telling you, did you watch this clip I'm talking about? Oh, I sure did. I, I, I got to tell you. I'm, it's I'm, just comical. He, he just scored point after point, and Jimmy just ran, or Jimmy Kimmel ran everything through that he could that he thought would take down Mike. It was like a volley of, you know, we're going to abuse you here, and every single one of them. And then he comes out of the machine and just mocks him at the end. It's comical, too. You know, it's classic. People like Kimmel, they always have to take the coward's route because intellectually, I, I have to be honest, I've watched Kimmel before. I don't watch him any longer. This is prior to the behavior that he's elicited over the last couple of years. Uh, when he first came on, I paid attention a little bit. The point of the matter is he has to take the coward's route, that, that vending machine routine that he did to Mike. I was offended by it, but Mike is a beast. He handled it like a champion. A lot of people thought he should well, have done Everybody was offended by it. That's the whole reason that he scored yeah. so many points because he handled it with such grace and dignity and humor that it was comical. Yeah. 
Yeah, he he. In my words, he punked Kimmel. I had a lot of nasty things to say no about question. Kimmel, like I did when they attacked Roger Stone's wife on Saturday Night Live. I don't like when the media jumps on board, you know, with these cowardly attacks where they don't offer people the opportunity to defend themselves. They want to just mock them behind the scenes or mock them publicly with no uh, response or consequences. So for me, they 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 anger me about it. But I, I got to tell you, Lindell couldn't have done a better job. That was beast mode my opinion amen and the the most important dig was this he says hey you know what jimmy um you're critical of the evidence you say that it's not credible why don't i deliver the evidence to you uh and if you can't afford it i can go ahead and fund this for you <laughs> uh which is a mock of by the way i don't know if you know but jimmy's ratings are dropping like a rock and so it was a mock of that. And he says, you know, so if you can't afford it, I'll pay for it for you. And then why don't we regroup in two months and let's discuss the evidence in detail. And Jimmy wimped and just laughed and went, ha, ah, you're still in a machine, right, Jimmy? I mean, right, Mike? Okay. But he had it. Look, when is the rematch? When is the review of the evidence, Jimmy? Everybody's now going to be asking that till the cows come home. If you know, we, and, and, hold on, if we see this in the media so people know, we need a barrage to where Jimmy can't do anything without, when's the rematch? When's the rematch? When does Mike get to come on and have you talk about the evidence that he gave you and funded you to have and review? Jimmy, okay, we've got to hammer that for Mike. I love it. I'll jump on board this week. You know, I'll, I'll activate all my social media accounts. And, you know, George, my uh, co-host partner, I, I'll have him do it. And we've got... As you are well aware of, we have lots of accesses across all social media. We just need the right hashtag. Are we going to call it Where's the Rematch, Jimmy? Is that going to be our hashtag? Yeah, or maybe George can come up with one. Why don't you introduce George? Yeah, hey, I just want to introduce George Ballantine, my co-host partner on The Big Mig. Uh, we do a lot of stuff. We do a lot of uh, interviews and otherwise. He's also the producer, friend of mine for a long time. We both got banned at similar timing on Twitter. That kind of locked us up at that time, and uh, here we are now. George, what's going on, bro? Thank you, Lance. Thank you, Sam. I'm happy to be here on the show. It's an honor. Um, Did you get a chance you know to see this Kimmel thing? Yeah, yeah. listen, I was on the phone with Lance talking about it, so he knows. <laughs> <laughs> listen. My, my initial thoughts was, you know, I'm like, why is he doing this? Why do you allow him to put him in the machine? And as you watch it, you truly understand, you know, Mike Lindell by far is a man of class, a man of God, which gives him, he's a man of integrity, right? And that's the whole point. Like, if you look at, imagine if they told the truth, the MSN. Imagine, like, he, what was the funny part was when he was putting um, little stuffed animals in the machine, he goes, it's rigged. You get them for free. It's rigged. It's rigged. <laughs> I was, I was just so dying. Funny. Like, I mean, it just, so right funny. there, that was, a, that was a boiling point. Like, and like, how can you not love that? Like, he and just, that is the quintessential point. You know, most people would be like, no way, I'm not appearing in a machine like that. Mike's like, you know what? I can absolutely have a heyday with this thing. That's, that just shows how smart he is and how savvy yeah. he is in the media when he gets a chance. Yeah, like, listen, Mike Lindell is, is brilliant at what he does. And if given a fair chance by the media, and if he, actually Kimball took him up on his challenge, which is like, and he offered to pay too, which is, oh my God, I was like, what a gentleman, right? How can you not, how can you not say no? If you're going to pay for it, take the challenge. You're not losing anything then. But actually he would lose because he'd lose his integrity by all his lies from Kimball. Well, right? you either have to try to create more lies and get trapped by Mike Lindell again on national TV. If you want to match wits, uh, Mike Lindell will have the facts and, and Kimmel, you know, and 
either he will try to spin lies that Michael catch him at, or he'll have to come to the table and tell the truth. See, he won't do it. I'm telling you right now, he won't do it. There's no way. Yeah. I don't believe so, he even even believes in marginally that he has the intellect to, to clash wits, especially after this last round with Mike Lindell. I think at this point he knows he's outgunned. And again, I quoted that article from uh, New Jersey, highlighting even the attorney general in New Jersey says there's problems here with votes. And uh, the evidence yeah. says we need to investigate. So how do you take those headlines on? All Mike has to do is arm himself with 10 headlines and walk in and just reiterate those headlines over and over and he wins. Okay, this is beyond debate at this point. What about the people that have gone to jail over this? What about, I mean, we can go on and on and on and on uh, to, to make the point if we choose. All right, I want to move to, really quick, move to the State of the Union address. I don't have a lot to say about it. It was like 72 minutes of nothing but claps and jeers from the Republicans and Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, shouted out, you're a liar or something like that. And other than that, look, it was a communist socialist fest. Um, Joe Biden promoted gun control. He should be impeached over that alone. Okay, he swore an oath to protect our right to keep and bear arms. And he swore an oath that that would not be infringed. And now he's literally going on national TV for the State of the Union, trying to disarm the American people. Then he lied about everything under the sun. He wants to promote free college and free this and free that, and handouts this and handouts that, and ignore China, it's fine, and, and don't worry about inflation. We'll just go ahead and raise the debt ceiling and mocking everybody else for not just whole hog celebrating in the print money fest. And it was an absolute sham. That's all I really have to say about it. It's a waste of time. Everybody should dismiss Joe uh, and move along to protect the republic from criminals such as he. That would be my summary. Lance? I mean, look, the Democrats have honed their blame shifting skills, you know, to to to, you know, to the level of experts across the board. It's all they do. Blame shift, lie, redirect. I mean, they all ought to read Anne Rand. It's time to read Atlas Shrug, that entire group. And That's take a responsibility. big book, 1100 pages, man. I don't think half of them can read and concentrate. It, it, and, focus and they may not be able done. to read. They can't read the, the, uh, the, the spending bills they put through. We know that 4,800 pages in that. But at yeah, the point, maybe Anne Rand will be hundred. Yeah, this is only 1100. Maybe they can maybe they can grind their way through, but they need it because the blame shifting apparatus, you know, again, uh, they're already telegraphing that they're going to do something to Social Security. They've already stolen from it and they and they're blaming the Republicans that they've ruined Social Security. How about all the stealing of Social Security? At the end of the day, look, Joe Biden and the rest of his thugs in Washington, D.C. And, and I got to say, the thugs are living on both sides of the aisle. Myself, lucky I wasn't the speaker. If I had been the speaker, I would have ripped up his State of the Union before he even started. I would have thrown it over the top of his head like confetti, and I would have walked out and made sure all the Republicans followed me. Because if there's going to be a defining line, the line has to be defined in a way that everybody's well aware of. And at this point, it's obvious that they are trying to destroy America from within. There's no doubt. And, and that's why I say that we're bordering on treason, because at what point, if you're declaring war on our rule of law, the supreme law of our land, how does that not um, become treasonous in its reality? George, what did you think? Well, you made a great point there, Sam. And it's not whether it is treason, it is treason. And if you look at all Congress that are complicit, like in the Brunson case, nobody is adhering to their oath of office. It's just plain and simple. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. And I just, look... Let me, I, I said something, I put a tweet out this morning, I go, and I said, any tweet with Biden's um, State of Union speech should be labeled as misinformation and disinformation, because all it was was lies, lies, lies. And mm -hmm. like, for if you take one instance, 
Donald Trump is the one that capped the insulin cost at $35, not Biden. And, he, and he's taking, he's taking um, credit, trying to take credit for that. That's a blatant lie. Like, I know my gas prices at the home here are skyrocketing. I'm paying a lot more money. And, and like, the average family is like 2200 more in energy and food costs. That's a lot of money. Especially for your average Americans that are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, I don't know. Is your, how's your energy bill, um, Sam? Did it go up? Oh, for everything for me is just going down, buddy. I'm an exception to the rule. <laughs> oh, God bless you. I'm just kidding. It's, it, you're right. Everybody can oh. see it. Everybody can tell that he's lying because it's like, hey, it's one thing when, when somebody else doesn't have a job. It's one thing when it's like in some other state. It's another thing when it's like, hey, you know what? I feel the truth every day at my wallet when I know uh, that you're lying. And you said he what? Pegged uh, oil at $35? Um, no, that's that insulin. Insulin at $35. Now, here's yeah. what's fascinating, by the way. Sorry, I, I, you cut out for one second. I missed a word. Um, insulin at $35. Isn't it fascinating that in the 1960s, right before they eventually uh, uncoupled the dollar from gold and coupled it to oil, so the petrodollar. Uh, but the interesting thing is they pegged gold at $35 an ounce for a while before they did that. Isn't that an interesting comparison, uh, George? Uh, yeah, I mean, look. Our government's corrupt, plain and simple. And I just want to bring a point about insulin because my mother takes insulin, and I went to the pharmacy to go pick it up. It, they they had nothing in stock, and this is just this is majority of pharmacies nowhere. It took three weeks to get it in. Now, thank God she had some, um, she had backup of it. But what about the person that doesn't? What are they going to do? Yeah, pretty soon they'll just have fires at insulin plants, won't they, Lance? Yeah, well. There'll be fires that, everywhere yeah. at insulin arson, plants. Arson <laughs> seems to see the, the, the new rule of law when applied to uh, food production facilities, for sure. I mean, we're seeing it globally. And, they again, they're doing this thing where they're trying to kind of, you know, wave their magic wand over. Say, oh, no, that's just another conspiracy theory. There's a map, Sam, that somebody created online they sent me. And you wouldn't believe globally how many food production facilities have burned up in the last 12 months. It is intentional. It, it is intentional. It is systematic. It is all over the globe. And there is a pattern, a method to the madness of intentional destruction of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And that is why we reject their revolutionary tactics and we stand for peaceful restitution, restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth based on the rule of law. But, man, the amount of corruption that we see is just mind boggling. Guys like me have literally watched it for 30 years. I've been on the radio for more than 26 years now. Wow. Uh, and I'm telling you, when I look at this, I just go, they used to be like in secret. They used to be like, hey, we don't want anybody to know that we're doing that. Now they're just in your face. They don't even care that you know they're criminals. I mean, look, Hunter Biden is literally going, yeah, I think that they stole my laptop data. Uh, I said it wasn't my laptop for a couple of years, and I got a prostitute pregnant and said it wasn't my kid, and then I was forced to accept the kid because the DNA test proved it, and then the kid wanted to take my name, and I said, hell no, you can't be a Biden. And then Joe, uh, hey, my kid's reformed. He's all good. And, you know, and then Joe's, I wasn't involved, and now we have references to the big guy in email, and we have proof of criminal activity and no action. And what I'm starting to ask sheriffs around the country is this. When is enough enough? When do we start arresting these clowns? Well, we Man. can't, Sam, because we got to this and we got to that. I know, but at some point, if we obey all the rules, when they destroy the country and we have anarchy, will it be time to arrest somebody? When does the rule of law favor the moral high ground? Right, Lance? 
I mean, look, Sam, you're, you're, you just you just took the words straight out of my mouth. The only thing you forgot is when he bought the uh, as a felon when he purchased he, he committed fraud on uh, ATF documents to purchase oh, a pistol that. and, and yeah. ammunition. Which, by the way, the fraud on the document is so much of a case, and then the weapon is five years, and every bullet is five years. So he was trying to purchase two boxes of ammunition and the weapon. So at the end of the day, yeah. I mean, here's my problem that I always come back to when people ask me, what do we do? You know, what is going to happen? How do we fix this? The problem is now is accountability and enforcement. There is no arm to do these arrests. The sheriffs, and I believe the constitutional sheriffs are the highest law of the land, understanding how the Constitution operates. We know we're sovereign republics. I believe they could act on uh, Hunter Biden as easily as they want for just the weapons alone that he hasn't been charged with. But then you've got things like FARA, you know, the Foreign Agency Registration Act. He obviously clearly violated that. His father participated. Then we've got things like this $50,000 a month for a house that should have rented for about four grand. And uh, his father didn't report that on the IRS forms, that extra income. I mean, it goes on and on and on. But we need an independent enforcement agency. We need it to have the higher uh, a budget and, and have the uh, ability to execute. George is going to confer. George, have I not been saying this, that the difficulty comes from the enforcement, the actual action to actually issue the indictments, do the investigations, issue the indictments, do the arrests, and then prosecute? Because right now it's rules for thee, not for me. George, your thoughts? Lance, I mean, valid points, but how, how are we going to get any rule of law when you have the most, one of the highest um, policing in the country is so corrupt? I mean, our FBI is just, it's just out of control. I mean, do we take blame for it, for allowing it to happen for so long? I mean, I mean it's, it's more stuff about the FBI keeps coming out day I'm going to I'm going to give day. you gentlemen the answer. We need to abolish the FBI. It's a criminal enterprise. The general government has no authority whatsoever in law enforcement except for about five things. The border is one of them, which they're derelict in, in enforcing, uh, leaving the poor sheriffs and the poor states and the poor governors to scramble uh, with the illegals. You, you, you see the, the, the scramble and the meltdown happening in the media. Uh, you know, they send them to Cape Cod and everybody riots, and then they kick them out of Cape Cod, right? So you understand that, look, each state has law enforcement responsibilities. The general government has very limited delegated authority in these matters. So we need to first off get things back into the state realm and the county realm where the Amen. county sheriff can hold people accountable and use the checks and balances to protect we the people against these encroachments. Some would call them overreach. Uh, I would say they're criminal destruction of the greatest country on the face of the earth, Lance. I mean, look, they're definitely operating what I call extra constitutionally. There's 17 subject matters specific for enforcement that the federal government is entitled to through the Constitution. Those 17 subject matters are federal zones, fort stocks and arsenals, 200 mile district of the water, you know, uh, the crimes against ambassadors, crimes against coin, not a fiat currency, but coin in the United States Constitution. So those 17 subject matters are well defined. But early on in our legal system, as we know, uh, the bar registered attorneys and a lot of stuff that happened around 1870. There were a lot of changes that were manipulated to what's going on, and, and, they've, and they've misused it. They've used Admiralty Maritime uh, you know, jurisdiction to extend beyond the scope of what our founders wanted for us. So when you look at it from that perspective, I agree with you. You know, I'd like the, I'd like the, uh, the, 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 uh, the sheriffs to start throwing out all the federal agencies in every state. Stop this overreach. 
the FBI, the DEA, the BOP, the DOJ. They're, yeah, they're operating you bureaucrats in have 10 miles square that you can operate in there. And, you know, Bingo. just stay right there. And if you leave that, you just might get arrested, you know. So I'd stop that if I were you. And I'd stop it right now. See, and if you had 3,000 American sheriffs uh, articulating this and you had then the new media taking center stage to carry the ball and share the reality of this, you would have millions of Americans supporting their sheriff. And then the, com- the county sheriff of America's last hope would become a reality and we the people could breathe a little more freedom than we have hitherto been able to breathe. That's the bottom line. When we come back, we have an incredible guest. Lance will do the honors to introduce this guest. I'm talking to Lance Miliacho, ladies and gentlemen, and... George Ballantine of TheBigMig.com, an incredible guest and more criminal activity exposed in seconds on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. After signing 90 executive orders to change the border policy at America's frontiers, President Biden, in his State of the Union address, is blaming Congress for the crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. The American border problems won't be fixed until Congress acts. If we don't pass my comprehensive immigration reform, at least pass my plan to provide the equipment and officers to secure the border. Arkansas Republican Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders calls out Democrats for putting America where she is right now. But we are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols. Turkey now has roughly 60,000 aid personnel in the area affected by this week's massive earthquake. But with the devastation so widespread, many are still waiting for help. Turkish President Erdogan is visiting the quake zone Wednesday, conceded shortfalls in their response during the first day, but said the situation has improved since then. The death toll in Turkey and Syria has now surpassed 11,000 people. A portion of Michael Jackson's music catalog is up for sale with an asterisk. Michael Jackson's estate is preparing to make a massive deal for half of its catalog. TMZ is reporting Michael Jackson's estate is considering selling a 50% interest for nearly $900 million. There appears to be a talk of a sale happening between the estate and Sony, which is Jackson's long-term label. Reports say the sale would only go down if the estate maintains total control and management over the catalog. I'm Julio Flores. A lithium-ion battery prompted a United flight from San Diego to Newark, New Jersey, to return to California after about 10 minutes in the air. A handful of people on the aircraft were hospitalized. The fire took place in the first-class section and filled the cabin with smoke from the battery. This is USA News. Wendy's homestyle French toast sticks are so delicious, some are saying that they're better than their mom's breakfast. Excuse me, did you just say Wendy's French toast sticks are better than my breakfast? Mom, is that you? Answer the question. I said some people are saying that because they're so crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside and perfect in every way. Uh Uh-huh. And what do you think? I think it's time to tell people to choose wisely. Choose Wendy's sweet and crispy homestyle French toast sticks. That's still not an answer. At participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. 
Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store? But then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA. Or call 800-951-8175. That's MyPillow.com, promo code USA. Hey, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable, patriotic radio for the conservatives. Uh, America first. So here we are back. And listen, we've got an amazing guest. Uh, He's the author of the Erickson Report well-known for his fight for justice and an incredible investigative journalist, Michael Ray Corey. Michael, you there? Love to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Uh, tell us a little yeah. about where everybody can find you, and uh, let's start with a little intro. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for having me. My name is uh, Michael Ray Corey. I'm an investigative journalist um, through my uh, organization called Plus Ultra, and that's uh, P-L-V-S-V-L-T-R-A. That's uh, Latin spelling for Plus Ultra. So it's essentially plus ultra with the V's instead of U's. Uh, so investigative journalists have been working on the Erickson Report for, I'd say, about four to five years now. Uh, it, it ties back into what I was doing originally in the mortgage industry. Um, and what just transpired recently with this uh, class action case as it pertains to Erickson uh, really is just beyond words unbelievable. Uh, it's hard to even uh, fathom that, that the that this would get this bad. And uh, so I guess I could start. And we'll, and we'll the, drill you, into you, it for a quick second, Mike. I, I was in the mortgage industry for a long time too. I was mortgage uh, sort of, or um, I was mortgage licensed and I was also insurance licensed. So I know quite a bit about it really quick. It's fascinating to me that the mortgage meltdown occurred. It was really created by your government where they uh, yeah. created a bubble that eventually popped. Uh, you know, we're in this same situation with the inflation, with interest rates going up now. Housing costs have gone up, interest rates. One of the two is going to have to give. Why don't you speak to that really quick for the future, uh, and then we'll move into the topic at hand. But I, I really think we ought to plumb your knowledge on that for a quick second. Yeah, I would say uh, the 2008 real estate crash was 100% uh, contrived and controlled. Um, you know, I was I was in the industry shortly thereafter, so definitely seeing that happen and seeing how all the laws were put into place uh, in a very corrupt manner, uh, it was it was only meant to disable the American people and force upon them this credit system that uh, shortly before then you could just walk into a bank and anyone with a pulse would would be able to get four or five homes. Um, and so the, the system was definitely designed to to fail um, and, and to disempower the, one, the ones at the bottom while getting bailouts for the ones at the top. So I'm really hoping that's uh, that's not something that's even uh, in in the works or in the plans, but the de- they're definitely devaluing the dollar. Uh, looks like they're trying to kill the dollar. To be honest with you, uh, it seems that that's what their uh, sole purpose and sole dedication is by continuing to raise the raise the federal fund rate. Um, it, it doesn't make sense, but uh, you know, you can only hope that, uh, that the American people can can bear through it just long enough to get these guys out of office. Yeah, and something's going to have to give, and if interest rates ain't coming down, the price of homes certainly will, Lance. 
Boy, I got to tell you, they're they're hyperinflated. You know, I uh, I can't believe some of these prices here in Denver. It's a crazy thing, but there's no doubt that they're trying to destroy the dollar. They're definitely trying to disconnect it as the petrodollar. You know, BRICS is obviously the main push by other countries at this point. Those countries are purchasing and hoarding gold at the moment uh, so they can have a stronger back currency. And I believe long term, the dollar is in serious trouble if we don't get some leadership in D.C., and as far as real estate, well, look, I think the bubble is uh, it, it's not one I would buy into right now. I think commercial has been hanging on by a thread. I see the vacancies in the major cities and I think the residential, they price themselves out of the market. That's why rentals are as strong as they are. And what, what are Americans supposed to do, Sam? I mean, how do you afford these houses? Houses that were just a few years ago were 250,000, 300,000 are now sitting around 600,000 in Denver. Explain that to me. How, do you, how can you afford that? The answer is it's not possible. What they're really trying to do, and listen to the communist agenda here, what they're really trying to do is they're trying to force generations to move in together. You see, when everybody was poor yesteryear and everything else, and, and you know you had to make it on your own, families lived together. You know, Married yeah. children would live with their married parents. Why? So they could save money to get a big enough down payment to actually own something. It took grit. It took work. It took organizing. It took families working together uh, to obtain something. It was hard to get something. And then they basically moved everybody out separate, right? I mean, you're 20 years old. You're supposed to get the house nicer than your parents who worked for it for 40 years kind of a thing. And that was the psychotic disconnect. Uh, the truth is, hey, people cannot afford to do this. They never have been able to afford it. The only reason they can do it is because of fake money. The problem is now the Ponzi scheme of fake money is coming to bear its fruit. Yeah, I think you just nailed it. I think it's unfortunate, and I think it's a, a, a terrible situation that we're putting our, our children and our grandchildren in. You know, you obviously are you're well aware of that what we're leaving them at this point is a disjointed and broken system. And a lot of them, I, honestly, I think they're spending too much time on TikTok to recognize the signs of a major coup from inside America. Sadly true. And speaking of that coup, we're being undermined in so many ways. We're going to talk about one of them with Michael Ray Calry right now. The Erickson Report is the title of our discussion today. A matter of national security. Ericksonreport.com is where you can learn more. Now, I want to set the stage for this by saying I think Joe Biden's inability to articulate what's going on in America uh, and understand it. You know, you had a weather balloon, supposedly, just fly <laughs> over the United States, like, diagonal across the whole country. I don't know if it's intel surveillance, or I don't know if it was a weather balloon. It could have been a weather balloon, just like the Chinese say. But remember, weather is a weapon, or weather warfare could be the goal. And why was that supersonic freeze paralleling that balloon? I don't know, but it's uh, there. Strange coincidence. Either way, though, look, you can't have a president that can't hardly talk, that can't remember what he did yesterday or anything else. Uh, you can't have that guy at the helm. That alone is a national security crisis. Michael, let's start there. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I would say if, if you dig into the, the contracts that, that uh, this report exposes, this all happened under the uh, Obama administration with Joe Biden as vice president. So. Um, he was very well aware of, of uh, what was happening, and he was very well aware of, of how they sold our country out uh, by taking the telecommunication systems and moving them to a state-owned uh, Swedish corporation. Um, and, and really, it's unbelievable when you, when you get down into it. 
Uh, but this is beyond treasonous once you see what uh, what Erickson has gone on to do with this class action case uh, that we'll, we'll cover later on. But uh, as it starts off, you have to understand that the, tr the, the, the same communication cables we're, we're communicating over right now um, in, in a certain way, you know, form or fashion, whether it's through the FCC spectrum or whether it's through subcontracting, uh, Ericsson has its hands on the on the lever um, and in the in between inner exchanges, so they're able to not only map out but they're able to listen in on every single call, every single radio, every single uh, anything with communications. They they have their hands in the cookie jar. So uh, it's really unbelievable how we got to this point, but um, this the story gets. Worse, when you look at the fact that our government, the State Department under uh, Hillary Clinton and, and the Obamas were paid, the Clintons were paid specifically $750,000 uh, bill was paid for a, a speech in Hong Kong by this company, Ericsson. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, she, she says uh, in, a, in, a, in her sanctions a week later, she mentions that she's not going to put sanctions on uh, companies, telecoms like Ericsson. She's going to allow specifically companies like Ericsson to police themselves. So she gives basically a carte blanche access to Ericsson to be allowed to just come right into our uh, critical infrastructure and take over a very important contract that's called the number portability contract. Um, and, and people don't really realize this because it's it, you would just never believe that, a, that our country would allow something like this to take place. But they allowed a foreign Swedish corporation that is bribing, funding, and sponsoring ISIS for over 17 plus years. And now, as we found out through this class action lawsuit, has not only been funding, bribing, and sponsoring ISIS, but has been helping facilitate with our own technology the transfer of this technology to those ISIS soldiers, knowing insurgents rather knowing that those ISIS insurgents were killing american soldiers and so, let me stop you one there michael i want to give the listeners one piece of background erickson was caught red-handed with their with, with their hands in the cookie jar they were fined by the sec a combination of fines and by the federal government the federal government decided to defer the charges the fine was one billion dollars it was split at 560 million and 540 million accordingly by different agencies and they backpocketed or deferred the criminal charges but yet here was a comp a company that got caught red-handed financing terrorist organizations in different parts of the world not just isis and and to me that should a fine wasn't enough these executives should have been arrested because at the end of the day you're talking about financing domestic terrorist organizations and international terrorist organizations so at the end of the day you look at it from that perspective does not that make them a terrorist organization sam doesn't that qualify them to be without exactly without that? question think about what we're saying ladies and gentlemen the company ericsson the swedish big giant telecom literally is fomenting terrorism and our united states government knew about it didn't care jumped in awarded them the contract so when joe biden says he doesn't know anything about these things he needs to be put on the witness stand okay and he needs to swear to the truth under the penalty of perjury okay but look donald trump was wise to this donald trump said that hey you know these clowns created isis Hillary was involved in creating ISIS. Uh, I'll try to get that clip and pull it out real quick from the archives. But Donald Trump highlighted this, George. 
Yeah, I know what I seen that clip yesterday. Somebody had put that up, and he, he did highlight. It. He was talking about it. But a quick, couple of quick points. Let's talk about Biden first. For Biden to say um, about his son Hunter, he's the smartest guy he knows. That just shows you the level of intellect of Biden. I mean, it's just non-existent with him. But two, like two points. Why is a foreign entity allowed to be in control of our communications and specifically our military communications? That's number one. Number two is Erickson agreed to pay, um, what is it, like $1 billion, Mike, in government um, yeah. violations? Yeah. It, so that was fine. Like a traffic fine. ticket. So, so isn't that <laughs> saying that So you're paying a fine? That means you're agreeing that you're guilty of these crimes, correct? Uh, oh, yeah, and way worse. I mean, Sam, they right? Would, like, they would, from a documentation point of view, claim that they didn't admit any guilt. See, they have all these game playing that they do as well. I'll correct. cop to it and pay a fine, but I won't admit guilt, right? <laughs> Yeah. Right, I mean, but 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 paying your fines and and doing that is is saying you're guilty because if you weren't guilty, you would fight that and not want to pay the fines. Yeah, no, so, it's the, it's the same thing Lafarge just did, the cement company that uh, Hillary Clinton was on the board of in '91 and '92. Uh, the same, the same, very same players uh, who also authored this this contract uh, from uh, the firm Paul and Weiss. You have Jay Johnson, you have uh, Loretta Lynch, you have John Carlin. All of them oversaw this this prosecution uh, going against uh, Lafarge, the cement company. And what's crazy is they were they're the first corporation now to set precedent for us this amazing precedent of a corporation committing terrorism on human beings. And so they paid seven hundred sixty eight million dollars. So now there's a traffic ticket fee that you pay after you've reaped your billions and trillions of dollars in uh, resource fees and you know, displacing, killing human beings, and now you just pay a, a, a traffic ticket. So maybe that's the it, cut for the big guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. Speaking yeah. of cut for the about a cut for the big guy. Listen, Barack Obama is half running the Biden or the the Biden presidency is the problem. But Trump called this out. You see, sometimes when Trump makes statements, he's not very. He needs someone like me, me to be his kind of media czar to help him kind of put things in context. Amen. Folks, please. Folks hear the Donald and they're going, what is he talking about? He's off his rock. Only to come find out three months, six months later. No, he's not off his rocker. In fact, he nailed it. Here's proof to the point. ISIS I oh. is honoring President Obama. He is the founder of ISIS. He's the founder of ISIS. Okay. He's the founder. Yeah. He founded ISIS. And I would say the co-founder would be crooked Hillary Clinton. Michael, what do you say to that? <laughs> yeah, it's actually now now that we have the civil case that was released that makes you want to throw up when you read it, um, it it's it's actually down to the to the facts and we actually have the contracts that prove it too. Um, Obama Donald well knew what aware. he was talking about, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100. 100. And, and, not, and see, not without, the, without the investigative reporting, ladies and gentlemen, that Michael Ray Cowrie and others are doing, you wouldn't even know that, that Donald was so spot on on this. But now you go, wow. I didn't realize all Donald needs is someone to help him connect the dots for 2024. Uh, and, and I believe that the new media guys taking center stage are the people to give that to him, Lance? Yeah, look, uh, Trump knows. He knows a lot more, and he doesn't telegraph all of it. We know that. He's a, he, he's a strategist. I mean, let's face it. He's playing, uh, you know, 3D chess, 
at the end of the day, there was a civil case that I can't think of the name of right now, but Michael probably knows that the civil case that was filed, Michael, where Schmitz Trump actually Erickson. mentions oh. Newstar and Jaffe in the civil case. And these are some of the documents that Trump, I believe, spoon fed intentionally. Uh, even though they were they were uh, attorney client privilege documents, I believe he left them in there when they did the raid so they could find them, which puts it right in their face that he knows about what's been done with our DNS. He knows what's been done. When Kalia was passed in, I think, 94, that was the start of them taking over all our communications. There are no secure communications. Let me say this to mm -hmm. the listeners. Don't believe that anything is not accessible by the system they built. And at the heart of it is Newstar and Ericsson. They're at the You're heart right about of the surveillance. You're right. Let me give you proof to that. Even when our, our buddy, Stuart Rhodes, uh, went to prison uh, and he used, you know, they use Signal or whatever these apps are that they want you mm. to believe that somehow has this extra layer of security and stuff. Not so. The FBI literally said, hey, here's all the, quote, Signal or Telegram or whatever, you know, whatever app you're using at the time. Here's all the information that they talked about back and forth in and out of the Capitol. And here it is, jury. Well, how did they get that if it's so secure? The answer is it ain't secure. You've been lied to and played for a sucker. That's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's correct. Hey, Michael, tell us uh, that civil case. Uh, what, what, give me the title on that one because I know you first know the, that. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's Trump versus the DNC. Explain the connection. Explain the connection Trump, with Newstar. Hold on. Star. Trump versus DNC. So Trump against the Democratic National Committee, right? Yep. Go ahead. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think the case went, went uh, <laughs> the most corrupt committee. I mean, uh, just get, getting to be as corrupt as, uh, as all, all of our government, um, but, but definitely the most corrupt. The DNC, uh, really, that's where you're, you have all the vote fixing going through. They have, they have signed memorandums of understanding through the Clinton Foundation, tying directly into the DNC. Obama started with the corruption and the machine, not just machine fixing, but uh, manipulation of voters and voter roles, creating actual voters out of uh, basically your Obama, you know, the back end of Obamacare. Uh, so you're using different systems to take information from all these different systems and basically traffic your digital human rights. Uh, so if I'm not I'm not taking your entire digital, uh, what they call it as P2 profile, it's personal identifying information. And so if I'm not taking that all from one source, but rather taking it from, let's say, six or seven different sources and patching all that information together, you know, you scramble it, then unscramble it, it's, it's technically not taking your information, right? Yeah, we're uh, pretending that we didn't take your information. What we really did is just build a dossier on the back end. And since we have the access to all communications, we can pick piece by piece off and assemble it and pretend we didn't violate uh, privacy laws and everything else. Tell everybody who attorney Michael Sussman is in this case, because some of these key figures oof. are important to learn their names. Yeah, so Sussman actually, he was representing, uh, he's a cybersecurity attorney. He was representing Rodney Joffe. He was representing the uh, Number Portability Administration Center. He was representing Twitter uh, in cases against, in cases uh, pertaining to FISA. And then he was also representing Newstar all at the same time, uh, which is extremely curious and interesting. And I would love for hopefully Elon well, Musk to It's a to massive release. conflict of interest. I'll go there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd be great if Elon could release those Twitter files from 2014 so we could find out what exactly well, he Twitter could. Was being the used only question for. is he probably won't. Yeah. yeah We'd yeah, like to we'll see him. See. Do I that. mean, 
It'd be great if he if it'd be great if he did because uh, it would it would help answer a lot of questions. But since I'll be going to testify before Congress on this issue, I think it's important to note that you know this did happen under Biden. And if you look at the the fact that this this system now controls our nine one one emergency services, um, that is the the bedrock for everything. So you when you when you may need emergency services your most most integral time, you have a, a group of people who are willing to kill American soldiers. Uh, did kill American soldiers. And so then you have to ask yourself, are these the people you want porting your number over in, in that important time of need? You know, because they could all just as easily just shut it off and then you don't get any help at all or they send somebody else. Well, I sure don't want an international company with ties to, to international terrorism and funding international terrorism to have the ability to listen in on 100% of all of our communications, including encrypted government communications and military communications. No, I, I say no to that. Sam, George, your thoughts? George, no, amen. No, amen. No, definitely not. But, you know, I want your listeners to understand something. Everything that we're we are all talking about, these are not conspiracy theories. These are facts. And you you talk about, like, say, Trump talking about, you know, putting information out. Well, didn't Trump put a ban on TikTok because of Chinese spying? And then who who lifted that? The Biden administration. And now all of a sudden, you have the Democrats in Congress banning TikTok from um, any Congress's government phones. But meanwhile, then yeah, you have TikTok. TikTok's bad, but the balloon's fine there, uh, George. Don't worry about yeah. a thing, my friend. Yeah. But the, you know, the funny part is you have Adam Schiff doing a TikTok video saying how he got thrown out of a Intel committee. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good that he's talking on TikTok being part right. of the Intel committee. I <laughs> mean, it's just but another point for your, um, your listeners and um, Michael Corey is the expert on this, but the Swedish um, Ericsson, the company, right? All this came about through their own internal investigation. This is not made up. They did an, their own internal investigation, and their external legal counsel uncovered all these claims in Iraq. Was it dating back to 2018, Michael? Well, yeah, but it, it, yeah, the, for the ones they revealed. But uh, you know, it went, it went back to 2002, which makes me wonder: were they the ones that turned over the, the data to the civil case? Because then you got to wonder, you got to wonder, right? That means that. Well, that here's the deal. The... Remember, this is what this is what investigative journalism is all about. We're still putting together some of the dots, ladies and gentlemen. We're not telling you we know everything. Remember, we got to back into this uh, in hostile uh, enemy territory, one little tidbit at a time. But every time we get a tidbit, you know, they can put together information on you and a dossier on you and claim they get a little bit here, a little bit there. And so they didn't violate any laws or anything else. We're doing the same thing back to them and putting little droplets in, in this uh, beaker. And eventually we have a beaker full of criminal activity is what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. So some of this we get from uh, congressional heroes. Senator Ron Wyden is one of them who has helped us yes. get some droplets in the beaker, Michael. Yes, sir. Yes, he he, uh, he actually confirmed a lot of what I was putting in my report initially and, um, you know, confirmed it on December 15th of 2022. He comes out and he says, yeah, we need to we need to investigate Newstar and we need to investigate the DNS system because it's being abused to circumvent constitutional rights and to spy on the American people. And <clears throat> he's right over the target when he says that. But you just have to wonder, are, are, is the FTC going to actually... Uh, properly investigate that. Well, if they're not, no. uh, we're, we're going <laughs> to take question, it. Sir, is a very long answer. No. 
Yeah, well, we're we're going to take it to Congress, and we're going to enter the information into record now with with this civil case. It's eight eight hundred sixteen pages. It was filed by the, the by the families of the soldiers whose lives were lost. Um, and good on the them. Hands. They should do exactly that, and we support them a gazillion percent, Michael. Yeah, we need to support them more too, because this is the most powerful company on the planet, and the fact that they're literally controlling our nine one one services, and they're controlling the child exploitation center and the Amber Alert system. Uh, you talk about child trafficking and sex sex trafficking before, man. I cannot imagine what they'll be able to do if we let them get off uh, from this this unbelievable set of circumstances they find themselves in right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we've teased you with a lot of the details to kind of get you to understand how encompassing, uh, ubiquitous, and pervasive this psychotic, satanic system has become. And uh, you know, Trump says Obama's the founder of ISIS, and Hillary and Bill are guilty, too. Well, Bill's not guilty. He's just on the, what's that plane called? Yeah. He's just on the Jeffrey Epstein plane or island and this kind of stuff, right? Uh, So don't worry about Bill. He's out of the way, see? Uh, But curiously, ladies and gentlemen, look, the FCC ignored national security requirements for this contract. Um, Look, that is criminal, folks. They just simply ignored all the rules put in place uh, to make sure that we had national security. That's the big problem. When we come back next hour, we're going to basically set it up again, and we're going to drill into the details of of Senator Ron Wyden, uh, of the information that Michael has been able to gather on this, because it is extensive. It is shocking, and it takes painstaking, incredible investigative reporting and investigative skills to figure this out. We're talking about the Erickson Report, okay? You want to learn more? It's a matter of national security, so you better get up on this, and you better do it fast. EricssonReport.com. We're talking about the Swedish company, the telecom company Ericsson. You know, they used to make phones. You used to see Ericsson phones around. Um, They've just backed into kind of the shadows as they continue to promote the shadow global government that we need to dismantle. We can do that with checks and balances. We can do that with the moral high ground. We can do that with God Almighty's help. But you want to learn more, ericksonreport.com is how you can get hold of uh, Michael's incredible information. We're talking to Michael Ray Cowley. Cowrie. He's an investigative journalist. He's also co-founder of, give me this website again, Michael. Plus Ultra. It's P-L-V-S-V-L-T-R-A. It's Latin spelling for further beyond. Uh, we're a intelligence uh, entity and watchdog, government watchdog. And that is .org, correct, Michael? Yes, sorry. Government watchdog, ladies and gentlemen. We also got the two folks with us that are known as the tip of the spear. What am I talking about? TheBigMig.com. You got Lance Miliacho. You've got George Ballantine with us. And I'm telling you, we're going to break it down next hour. And we're going to connect all the dots just for you. I'm telling you right now, be ready. Have your pen and paper handy to take notes. Be ready to spread the word on social and everywhere you can because we got to make this go viral. The new media is indeed taking center stage, ladies and gentlemen. It used to be he who owns the rules or he who owns the media makes the rules. Now we make the rules, baby. And they don't know what to do, do they? LibertyRoundTable.com. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. 